when you cross paths with people, realize that maybe that is that good Samaritan type of moment and that what you see on the surface might not accurately reflect the state of their soul. Purpose to Impact is about so much more than using your talents to do good in the world. It's about unlocking your created ability to use what you've got right where you are to reflect Christ and in doing so to reconnect others to him. That's the real eternal impact we're after. I'm Kendall and I'm so glad you're tuning into the podcast today. We're about to tear down the lies the enemy's trying to build up in our minds about who we are, why we're here, and what we're capable of and we'll proclaim truth about who God has created and called us to be. That'll put us in prime position to answer our higher calling. I'm ready. Are you? Let's do it. Hey, hey, welcome or welcome back. Today, we are going to take a new look at the story of the Good Samaritan because I recently had an encounter, an experience, whatever we want to call it, that upon reflecting on said encounter experience was both very confusing but also very convicting and really, God just really checked my heart through the lens of this story and made me see it completely differently. And really what I got out of it was, I think maybe we take this parable too literally. And as a result, it's kind of hard to see how it applies to us on a daily basis. And maybe we just don't realize how many of these moments to step in, to bring healing, to save someone's life by rescuing their soul and obviously not us doing it but leading them to the one who can how many of those moments were missing and how many battered broken people we are passing by on a day-to-day basis so picture it At the end of a very fun but very long day of family fun, um, I'm in the car with my husband and my three wild ones, and like no naps were had. We've been out ripping and running all day, and we decide, all right, we're going to grab some food and head on home to initiate bedtime routine. Okay, so food is grabbed. We're in the car, driving out of the city, going home stopping stopped a light and I had been looking down at my phone and out of like the periphery like above my gaze I just see like a runway model strut across the street in front of the car because we're stopped at an intersection I'm like what's happening (laughs) look up and this guy is when I say strutting across the street like all of the Naomi Campbell vibes 
but it was the outfit that I still don't really have words to describe. It was the combination of the tank top, the combat boots with the flowy cheetah print shorts that threw me for a loop. I just wasn't expecting it. And add to that, um, like super long, like bright green acrylic nails. I was thrown. I've, and now growing up in the DC area, perhaps this should not shock me. I guess I just wasn't ready in that moment. I don't know. I don't know. So I wasn't sure. I had nothing to say. I had no judgment. I had no nothing. I was just, wow. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Okay. But then later, conviction just totally set in. Like, for just looking on, I couldn't help but feel like, you know, that is a person who clearly has some things to figure out about who they are and certainly who God says that they are. But what if we could have freed that person? What if we could have been the ones to say something, spark a conversation, shine some light that could drive out the darkness that clouds mindsets and sets people who are bound and captive by confusion by fear by lies by strongholds set them free of that i'm reminded of the verse luke 4:18 where jesus is quoting isaiah he's it's when he goes into the temple and he picks up the scroll and starts reading and he's reading from isaiah 61 verse 1 and he says The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. In thinking about my experience in that moment, again, I really felt convicted because being filled with God's Spirit That comes with power to set people free from anything that is keeping them bound or separated from God. And not choosing to exercise that power to release people from bondage is, it's kind of messed up. (laughs) And... So I started thinking about that whole story of the Good Samaritan and how that was one of those random path-crossing moments when the Samaritan was on his way, doing his thing, living his life, and happened upon someone who had been beaten down, literally, and left for dead in 
a very unfortunate occurrence in his life. And he could have looked on, as we know others did, He and just kept going like, man, bummer. Or felt any type of way about it, really. But he didn't. He chose to put his life and his agenda on pause and use what he had in order to save that person's life. And I think the reason I say that I think after reflecting and praying on this, like, and working through my own conviction about it, the reason I say I think we take this parable too literally is because when we are going about our lives, if we saw someone who was literally beaten up on the side of the road and left for dead, I'm sure we would at the least like whip out our phone and call 911 and be like, um, hey, somebody needs to send an ambulance or something. But today's wounded people don't appear on the outside like the man the Good Samaritan found on the side of the road. From the outside, the people we're going to run into probably look like they've got it all together or at least they're settled in their situation. So it might not look like together, pristine, perfect, but it would appear that they are comfortable with where they are. But really, it's just like they've identified with their captor. When we pass by, we see the situation for what it is, confusion and chaos behind a veil of feigned confidence and strength. Basically, what we're looking at is a walking hostage situation masquerading as freedom. But what do we do? Nine times out of ten, we let them keep strutting along and really don't do anything. We do nothing to resuscitate the soul that's dying under the surface. And, I mean, let's be real, that it takes courage to stop someone in their tracks who... All of their effort is going towards putting forth this facade of I'm good, I'm happy, I'm content, I know who I am, I know what I'm doing, these are my choices. But when we who have an understanding of the word of God and the truth of what freedom truly is, the truth of what identity and identity in Christ truly is, when we who have an understanding of those things come across people who don't have an understanding of those things, we can see through the veneer of whatever it is they're trying to project and and see and empathize with that hurt, that fear, that insecurity, whatever it is that's lurking under the surface that has put on this front. We can see through that. Um, especially, you know, as the spirit of God gives us that wisdom, that discernment, that sensitivity, we can pick up on those things, but what do we then do about it? Well, for sure, you've got to be full of the Holy Ghost to be able to step in and like intercept that person in their path and do it confidently yet tactfully. It's a holy boldness that's required because you can't be afraid to speak out, but you have to be wise and discerning because there's a 
person underneath there, right? Like, and this is something that my pastor has been preaching about lately. In listening to him talk about it over the last few weeks, I realized, quite frankly, I hardly ever feel that bold. But why? What am I afraid of? If I believe the God within me is ordering my steps and directing my paths, if I believe he is who he says he is, and that is all-powerful, all-knowing, and thus by extension, I can exercise that same authority, then why would I choose to quietly observe what is, for lack of better terms, a spiritual hostage crisis that I observe as I go about my life crossing paths with various people. Why would I choose to observe that without saying or doing something to lead those people to freedom? You know, as Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives to set at liberty those who are oppressed. That's why we have the Spirit of God. That's what we are anointed to do. That's what we are called to do. That's what we are sent to do. It's the power that we've been given to be witnesses. Why? So that people can be redeemed and be reconciled and be healed by restoring their relationship with God. So, like I said, this was a very confusing experience as it was happening, a very convicting experience upon reflecting on it. Because this is something that I am admittedly not good at. I am not, like, I'm a very, um, I'm an introvert that does a puts on a really good show as an extrovert, right? Like, I am awful. Like, I loathe small talk and, like, striking up unprompted conversations and passing moments. Like, I'm, I just, I'm not, that. that's not my thing. <laughs> like, that is not my gift. And so, if you're anything like me, you know, like, it's way easier to let people and situations and moments pass right on by. And, I mean, the reality is we've got a million reasons why we can't be the one to stop right now, right? For me, in that situation, in that moment, honestly, I still don't know what I should have done. I was in a car with my exhausted family. We were in the middle of one of the busiest streets in the like DC metro area. Should I have hopped out at the light and offered supernatural directions when I saw this person stop to contemplate which way to go? Which, side note, I feel like it was so telling. So, like I said, your boy is strutting across the street. But once he crosses the street and gets to the sidewalk, stops, turn one way, contemplate, turn the other way, contemplate, hmm, hmm, hmm point in direction oh okay this is where I'm going and then proceeds I feel like that's so telling though people strut through life with what seems like all the self-assurance in the world but if you really pay attention 
you'll see that when they come to a crossroads, you'll get a glimpse of the uncertainty and the inner conflict that they carry inside. Indeed, they might runway walk the path that's in front of them as this guy did in the street in front of me. But then there is that brief pause, that small moment of contemplation anytime there's a decision point. And that small moment, that's our opportunity. That's where we can stop them in their tracks and show them a better way. And it reminds me of another verse in Isaiah chapter 30, where God talks about hearing his voice from behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. We have that opportunity just as that guy walked across the street, but then got to the corner and was like, okay, wait left or right which way do I go that parallel to life of when they have those decision points when they are at those crossroads moments that's honestly where God usually allows us to cross paths with them that's where we just so happen to be at the right place at the right time to observe this crossroads moment happening And we have the opportunity to step in and to show up and to say something in a loving way, in an empathetic way, in a way that leads to life and to redemption and restoration, not to condemnation or guilt that would really just repel people from God instead of reeling them in towards him. So again, you know, God, obviously he's got to lead here. Because there are practical and spiritual considerations that he has to help us navigate. Just like me, do I jump out in the middle of traffic and leave my husband and kids in the car? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I guess the takeaway here is that we have to be closely connected to God to hear his voice in those split second opportunities. And we have to be willing to turn off of our own paths for just a moment for the sake of someone else. Like I said, this is definitely a growth area for me. And maybe it is for you too. But I pray that you will reread the story of the Good Samaritan and See it through a new lens as you're going through the day-to-day of your regular life. And when you cross paths with people and interact with them, realize that maybe that is that good Samaritan type of moment. And that what you see on the surface might not accurately reflect the state of their soul. And if that is the case, how... Can you use what you've got and take advantage of the opportunity that God has positioned you in to bring healing, to bring restoration in a way that can only come about, but by operating in the spirit of the Lord with the intention and the heart to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, to bring news of 
good news and deliverance and freedom and liberty and all of those things that can only be experienced through a knowledge and encounter with God. Something I for sure am still still navigating this conviction about. And if it's something that you want to work on too, I say let's be prayerful about it together. On that note, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for another opportunity to dive into your word and see how it applies to us today. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because you and your word are one and the same, your word rings true today for us as much as it did when it was first penned. Lord, I pray that this new perspective and new understanding that you have given me would help to open our eyes to the way that you have purposed and positioned us to be the ministers of reconciliation that you've intended us to be. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to see beyond the surface when we are interacting with others on a daily basis. Help us to be mindful in those moments so that we can bring whatever love, light, healing, whatever it is that you would have us to share, whatever care you would have us to provide in those moments that you would help us to be mindful to recognize the opportunities for what they are and be willing to make those quick decisions to be used in those moments and not those moments pass us by forgive me lord jesus for every time i've not been paying attention (laughs) or i've made excuses to let those opportunities pass Help me to do better. Help me to be bold and to be confident. Walking in the power and authority of your name. And help my friends to do the same. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to dig deeper into what we chat about here on the podcast, make sure you're signed up for the weekly devotional. Yes, devotional, as in a devotional that you actually do. Every Wednesday, you'll get an email from me highlighting the key points from the week's podcast episode, as well as some practical action items to help you put what we talk about in place. Just what you need, right? Head over to impactinsight.co slash devotional to get in on it. All right, God bless, and I'll meet you here next week.